and ask for an anointing over, over what I speak today. Uh, I just thank you for, for what, you've, what you've done in my heart this week. Um, and I just enter this in fear and trembling, Lord God. And I declare, this is from Isaiah, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word, says the Lord. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do. And we say yes to that, Lord. Um, today, I'm gonna, it's going to be a bit different today. Uh, as in, I'm going to play a video for about three and a half minutes. Um, just to kind of set the scene, right? set the tone. You're going to see brilliant, amazing men of God in this video. Some absolutely stellar individuals that... I was going to play the whole video, to be honest, which is, oh, there's my sermon, Merry Christmas, and uh, enjoy, right? Uh, but anyway, I said, right, I have skin in the game here, Lord, but you've got to lead me in this. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play the video. And then we're going to imagine a sermon where we just talk about Scripture, right? <laughs> but a lot of it's going to be me reading out Scripture and letting God's Word do its work. It's letting that do its work. And I needed that during the week, and I was like, actually, Lord, you know something? I... I'm just going to let it land, right? So uh, I just pray that, that your hearts are ready for, for, for God's word to hit and uh, produce fruit, right? Um, this is a tough one today, guys. It's called the fear of the Lord, right? Um, so. How does that land with you? It's pretty tough, isn't it? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I fear God? Probably need a lot more, to be honest. That last statement there, you, you, it, it kind of uh, says, like, you know by their fruit. You know that kind of way. He says, like, well, you know, you know how you live. You know if you fear God or not. And, and, and there is an issue here when, we, when we're about to talk about this. There's a, our human brain, and this is where we need the Holy Spirit. Our human brain goes, well, which is it? Is it grace and love or is it severity? Is it Old Testament or New Testament? Is it the God that wants to kill all the Israelites in front of Moses? Or is it Jesus hanging on the cross and, cru- and, and crucified for our sin? It's all of it. It's all of it. It's all of it. So do you fear the Lord? Do you have a fear of the Lord? And we're going to expand on what that word means, that fear. And uh, David Wilkinson said, Oh, reverence. The creator of the universe. The utter creator of the universe. So I'm going to ask a few questions here. And again, we're going to try and answer. And you're going to try and answer in your heart, being led by the Holy Spirit. What do you feel when you think about meeting him at judgment? What do you feel when you're going to face him and he's going to go, here's your life in front of you. Every word, every thought. How's that going to land with you? How's that going to sit? I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm not, but that's the reality, folks. That's the reality. It says in part of the scripture I'm going to talk about is that it's the fear of the Lord that makes us go out and, and the church multiply. Not your, not your knowledge, not us being brilliant speakers or evangelizing and all of that stuff. It's the fear of the Lord and going, I fear the Lord. Like Derek Prince says this, and I'll give you a little bit of what I'm going to touch on. He says beautifully, he said, the fear of the Lord is this. You're standing at the precipice of a mountain. One step forward, you're dead. But look at all the beauty around you. 
Look at the beauty of creation. Look at the awe of, your, of the majesty of the Lord. Look at the journey he's brought you on. Can you honestly say today that your life would have been a car crash without, without the Lord? I'm telling you now, this morning, I asked, asked Lorraine, I was like, Lorraine, I'm struggling this morning. I, I need time to get in. I need time with the Lord this morning. I got in, put a song on, Reckless Love. I, I said, what's that got to do with the fear of the Lord? Boom. Lord, oh, my life would have been a car crash without you. I, I would have been a wreck. And I just seen, he brought me to, that would have been a dead end. And the word, he, he picked that word on purpose, dead end. That there, dead end. And I just went, my life, look at her, look at my life. Only for you, Lord. And I think I got a, a pretty good taste of the fear of the Lord this morning on that one. My life would have been a car crash without him. We just sang gratitude. You know, what have I got to offer you? And you're here because the sovereign God wants you to know him. So, this is a challenging one that was touched in the video as well. Do you have sin in our life that you're struggling with that you just simply, is not on your radar? Like, you know, I've been there, by the way. I'm saying this from, 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 from experience where I've, got, I've gone through, I'm sure that's not important. I'm sure that's off the radar. God can't even see it. And do you live your life with God in reverence, in utter awe? Let's read a bit of scripture. So Job 28, 28 says this, And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So what, what's, what this is saying is, true wisdom is inseparable from the fear of the Lord. Many people think that wisdom is something intellectual, like cleverness, but wisdom is not cleverness, because cleverness can, can be compatible with evil. The fear of the Lord is incompatible with evil. Psalm 25:12 says this: "Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses." So this indicates that God doesn't teach everybody. God doesn't choose his students on the basis of your examinations, your intelligence. He chooses his students on the basis of your character. He does not commit himself to teach those who have no fear of the Lord. You can go to Bible school. You can go to the best training center. But without the fear of the Lord, you are not a pupil of the Lord. You can be a pupil of human teachers, but not of the Lord. Then in Psalm 25:14, this is what it says. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Isn't that just spectacular? That all you have to do, your prerequisite, is fearing the Lord. Proverbs 10:27 says this, The fear of the Lord prolongs days. Now, that's a big statement. You know, if you fear the Lord, you're going to live longer. That's what it says there, it's in black and white. But the years of the wicked will be shortened. I kind of read that and I went, thank the Lord above. <laughs> right. Proverbs 14:26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And later on, I'll bring it forward because I just remembered it. 
when I, when I was studying this stuff and researching it, I really felt the Holy Spirit say, if you fear the Lord, you can't fear anything else. Everything else is nothing in his presence. Because the fear of the Lord is awe, is, is trembling, is like, like you're standing beside a hurricane and you know you're, going, you're not going to be touched. You know that kind of way? Right, that awesome power. So fear can't exist when you have the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah, right? Proverbs 19:23. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited by evil. How many times I've prayed, Lord, protect, 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 protect. And I'm like, I've forgotten his majesty in that. I feel I'm doing the battle with the spiritual elements and all that kind of crack. But I've not stood in the fear and awesomeness of the Lord and gone, nothing can dwell in your presence, Lord. Psalm 2.11 says this, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And here you have this dichotomy of like, you know, how can I fear and rejoice? But that's where the Spirit can lead you into. It's a beautiful tandem thing. This doesn't make sense to the carnal mind, rejoicing with trembling. How do you do that? But you, you, you've experienced it with your walk in the Lord. I guarantee you've experienced it with your walk, where you, you're just all of a sudden hit by his awe and majesty, and you rejoice. Acts 9.31, we will be touching on this later on, which when you read this, you're like, really? Okay, that's quite interesting. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, you kind of need it if you're walking in, in, in trembling of the Lord, right? So here you have the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, fear of the Lord, and they were multiplied. So you need, there's a mathematical equation stuck in the middle of that. You need them. You want to multiply? You want to go out? You've got to have the fear of the Lord. And 1 Peter 15, and this was mentioned on the, on the video. But as he who has called you, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, "Be holy, for I am holy." And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conducts yourself throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Sorry, conduct yourselves throughout your time here and stay in fear knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold for, um, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ. As of the Lamb, without blemish and without spot. Peter says to be holy in all our conduct, not some, not most, but all. The very fact that God paid for our redemption with the blood of Jesus, the most precious thing in the universe, is a reason why we should always walk in fear. We must be very careful that we do somehow, we, we don't somehow betray our Redeemer, that somehow we don't lower the price of our redemption to something cheap and insignificant. Pretty heavy verses, I have to say. But there's so much benefit for, it, for fearing the Lord. So much benefit. And, and those scriptures touch on it. So what is it? What is a definition? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I I kind of find it found it really hard. There was fear and trembling. There was awe. There was a lot of different de- definitions of it. Um, and the best one I came across was that one from Derek Prince, where he said, like literally, you are existing in beauty, but you know that one step to the right or left off the path, your life will be horrendous without God. That's it. Like he was like, that's the fear and trembling. You you are in his hands. Right? The goodness of your life, all the blessings in your life is from God. You couldn't concoct it up if you even wanted to. It's all God. The reason you're here this morning, God. The reason why you're hearing these scriptures, God. Right? So that's the question. What would your life be without God? And and if you can't answer that question, Go home and ask the Lord, well, what would my life be without you? This is absolutely intrinsically attached to the first commandment. Absolutely intrinsically connected to the first commandment. And then I challenge myself this morning, Bernard, how can... I want to read Genesis and Revelation again. And I want to pray before I do and say, how can I read the words in Genesis without being in utter awe? There has to be the Holy Spirit help to do this because I just read words and go, on the first day you created heavens and oh, the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over them. I need, I need reverence. I need a little bit more. I need the Holy Spirit to convict me in that reading. I need that. And then you look at the book of Revelation and you go... Oh, right. I, I need him to step into that and give me a revelation of the awesomeness of what's going to happen. Now, this is not just, these are not just things that, words from a fictional book. These are life. And, and I'm saying it about me, and maybe you're, you go through this journey as well, where you're like, I just read words, Lord, and I need you to help them sink in. I need the Holy Spirit to help them sink in. So, what would it be like if you have the fear of the Lord? Scriptures, different scriptures say your, your, your worship will be different, your prayer will be different, your faith, your family, your mind will be different. Sin in your life will be different, i.e. non-existent, if they're struggling with sin. You will have utter security. We were talking to somebody about this during the week. Just imagine for one moment all your concerns and all your worries, right? That they were so insignificant, that you are so secure in the Lord, that anything that the world throws at you, it was, yeah, whatever. That you're so secure, like unbelievably secure in the Lord. Like, just imagine what that would be like. Now, I let my heart go there and I was like, oh, yes. I would love that, Lord. I would love that the worries of the world would be so minuscule that in my walk with you, they would just be like, they would just dissolve in your presence. And I think this is exactly what the fear of the Lord is. That's exactly why we should walk with him. And in, in the walk with the Lord, in, in the fear, we get to understand who he really is. Like I, I challenge us. Do you, do you know who he, like? Do you know how awesome he is? Do you know how, like mega? Like he created the earth. 
Look, look at Blue Planet. Did you ever see the Blue Planet BBC or Planet Earth? I don't know about you, but the minute that music hits and, and big waves and big mountains and all that stuff, I'm like, I'm in awe. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And this is what the world and the enemy wants you to be dragged away from. Get away from that. No, no, don't look at the beauty. Don't look at that beauty. No, no. Don't look at the creation of it. Don't look, at, don't look to your creator. Don't look to the awesomeness of God. I promise you, your worship, prayer, faith, family, mind, sin in your life, security, your whole life would be completely different if we pressed into the fear of the Lord. And there's a few things. There's a lot of things that stop you pressing in here. One, not asking, right? And, and thinking that, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Scripture tells you you need the fear of the Lord. And it's for your benefit. You live longer for one, for example, right? That's just, but there's so much benefit to us as we fear the Lord. Comfort and distraction are other things that take us away from the fear of the Lord. I've got it made. I'm comfortable. This world is brilliant at letting you think that you have comfort. Oh my goodness. If you're comfortable, it's time to get uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean, immediately as humans, what do we think of? We think we're going to lose everything. Well, this mindful God's going to come in and take everything away from me. That's not true. It's not true. Your Father has storehouses in heaven set aside for you. He wants you to live in security in him, not in things. That's the enemy coming in going, well, if you fear the Lord and you get close to him, he's going to take stuff away. That's utter nonsense. It's lies, lads. He gave a son for you. What else does he have to do? The other day, I was, I was, I was giving out to Hannah. And it was a fairly stiff old, you're not doing that again kind of thing, right? And I just felt in my heart going, do I allow you do that to me, Lord? Do I allow you rebuke me? Not often enough. He reminded me of a time where I, I went, you're not giving out to me about that, no. What is that about? Right? He wants this relationship where you, you live in an awesome fear of who he is so he can correct your life. And I will challenge you. When was the last time God corrected you? Now that's not a good thing if it's been a while ago. It's not a good thing, lads. Like... You need a relationship with your father that you can, you can go, I'm checking you here. Because it's good for you. If there's something in your life that's sinful and you're not allowing him to even rebuke you or to, to, to check you on it, that's not good. That, that's not a good place, lads. This is, this is the best picture I can give you. And it's a childish one. And I'm sorry. But do you remember the scene in The Lion King? Right? where the little Simba is with the hyenas, right? And they're about to eat, chew the head off him, right? And he's like, rawr, rawr. All of a sudden, out of nowhere. <laughs> and he's like, did you hear that? That's amazing. That was coming out of me, was it? But it's his dad behind them. It's his father behind them. But the brilliant part about that, as they're walking away, and, and, and the big lion, Mufasa, says to, to the bird, he goes, 
take your take Nala away. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach my son a lesson here. Now in that in that the son didn't lose his sonship. He's still a son. There's a great scene where the little paw goes into the big paw. Right? Ever see that? And then you know, he's like, Oh chronic. But in that the beauty of that scene is he's still a son. But he's still living in fear and trembling of the that I like that scene because I can relate to that on the north side of Dublin we used to always used to go my dad batty your dad right this kind of stuff I mean you know this kind of thing and there was that there was that like awesome kind of protection you felt protected that kind of thing in some ways um, and that's how God wants you to feel fully secure and he wants to be able to correct you and he wants you to live in knowing that he's going to and in fear of his awesomeness and you, I'm going to show you what your life's going to be like when, when I meet you this is what it says about Jesus then <laughs> did you know that Jesus lived in the fear of the Lord Isaiah 11 says this, Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from old root, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will, write, he will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. How do you explain the scene in, gar- in the Garden of Gethsemane? without the fear of the Lord. How do you explain it without that? Jesus felt the fear of his father because in Isaiah in another verse it said, it pleased the Lord to crush him. Jesus was going to, going to be crushed and he knew it by his father. The weight of every sin put on him. The father had to take it all. Said, Jesus, I, I have to. So think of all your sin, folks. Think of all of it. It had to be put on Jesus. Every single ounce, every dirty thing, every horrible thing. And I'm not saying that for a guilt trip. I'm saying that you're on the other side of that. It's removed from far as the east is from the west. Everything had to be put on him. And Jesus is like, I have to drink this dirty cup. I have to drink this. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Is there any way you can take this away from me? And then, you're well, not mine. I will live in your fear. I will live in the fear of you, Almighty, because you know, you know what needs to happen. Are you motivated? And this, this is this is a few questions for us. And this is these are tough, folks. These are really tough. Are you motivated to obey God and His words? I'm not up here pontificating, by the way. I'm I'm with you in all of this stuff. Do other fears lead you to disobedience and into disagreement with his words and his promises over your life? If you fear stuff, you've got to do a swap. 
I'm telling you now, you've got to do a swap. If you fear for your future, swap it for the fear of the Lord. If you fear for your finances, if you fear for your family, swap it for the fear of the Lord. Because I'm telling you, in His presence, when you know His awesome power, when you know how amazing He is, and then you look and see His promises over your life, you go, I will live in the fear of you because my enemies will tremble because of who you are, Lord. Who you are. I don't have to fear anything. Scripture tells us 10,000 will fall on your side. Not a scratch or a mark on you. So can I challenge you today? If there's fear. If there's sin. Can I challenge you today to lay bare your fears? Future, family, job, the, the world. All of those things. Can I ask you to press into the fear of the Lord? And swap it for that instead. Because you are only, God only asks, you're to fear me, nothing else. Now some fear I get, you're like, we like to relish in it, right? It's just this human ridiculousness. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. But a spirit of sonship. So we can call out, Abba, Father. And you know, this may feel a little bit different to you. This may feel like, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. This is where the Holy Spirit sets in. I'm going to pray today. I'm going to pray today. Look how important it is for the church. Acts 9.31, we touched on it earlier on. That you have this fear to drive stuff forward. This, this, we have to exist in the fear of the Lord. So we, in Proverbs, how do we get there? How do we get this? In Proverbs 2, 1 to 5, this is what we see. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you, in, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment, that activation thing that Terry was touching on, and lift your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and seek for her as a hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God so if you look at the conditions right in programming I love this it's very simple you go if this happens then that happens I love the mathematics I just love it one and one equals two I just love the simplicity of it and here's God telling you this is the simplicity of my word if you do this this happens. And literally black and white. Right? Sometimes I think God tries to tell us, it's about time you just believe my word. Would you just start there? Believe in my word. Take me at my word. I'm good for it. I'd sent my son. I told you many moons ago I'd send my son and didn't I, I turned off you. And now here you are living in my grace. He's a God of promises. Right? So if you receive my words, right? so we've got to receive and treasure my commands within you. So, we receive God's word with respect, with an attitude of submission and obedience. So, if he's saying something, we do it. Receive it as the most valuable element in your life. Treasure it. Treasure it. The Hebrew word means to store. Like, literally store away something up in a secret place. And David talks about that. I want to run in your paths. I want to... Oh, because it is the most valuable thing to you. 
So if you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. So when somebody is speaking to you and you really want to listen intently, you kind of lean in, don't you? So at the moment, and this is for me, by the way. So Bernard, your, your quick tick box, I'm going to read Sam today or, or, you know, like I'm going to read something of the Bible today. That's not leaning into the Lord. That's not pressing in. That's not... Like imagine, which I do often, sorry love, um, you know, my, Lorraine does be talking to me sometimes and I don't lean in and go, actually love, I'm going to be intent. I do it all the time, don't I honey? Yeah, no. Um, but if I don't lean in, right? And that's what it is, it's leaning in. So yes, if we cry out for discernment, but you've got to want it. Do you want discernment? Do we want to lift our voice and say, God, I need your understanding this indicates your heart is committed to prayer and an impassioned prayer that I need you, God. I need your word. I need you more than anything else on this world. Before your breakfast tomorrow morning, you need the word of God. Before your dinner, you need the word of God. Before your supper, you need the word of God. Get your Bible out before you eat. Why not? Because you need it more than food. That's what he says. So if you seek her as silver and search for her in hidden, uh, for as, as hidden treasure, and this is talking about wisdom, etc. God doesn't put everything out in the open. He asks us to search. Go seek and find. God doesn't put his jewels out in the pavement for anyone to pick it up. He puts them in places where you have to go grasp for them. This is how we need to approach wisdom. Search for it and it will be found. So, then you, so if, we, if we do all of that, we will understand God will impart the fear of the Lord on us and we will find all knowledge. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. This is what it says in, in Isaiah. I just read it a few minutes ago. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the, of, of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So you can't separate these things. So we're going to go into prayer and try and activate some of this now. I, I, this is one of the things where I feel I'm off the hook. It's phenomenal, right? I can't go. I, I release. I, it's, uh, so I felt really off the hook this morning that God was saying, no, people have to want this. You have to want this. I can only release the power and say, Lord, or the, the prayer, the power. <laughs> he does the power. I can only release the prayer. I can only guide us in prayer for this stuff. So I challenge you right now. Think over what you heard. Will you ask God to impart you the fear of the Lord? He won't do it against your will. That's simple out of revelation. He knocks. doesn't kick down the door. He's a kind, good God. And he won't threaten you. He offers, but, if you, ha- but you have to receive. You, you may even, we may even be really sincere, guys. But as you've been, we've been going through all of this, that you've realized that you've probably a little bit of a fear of the, of, of the Lord. Not enough. And guys, I'm in that camp, by the way. Yes, you have a question. <laughs> I, anyway, you're going to get the fear of the Lord now. Um, Amen. Right? Right? So, 
if that's the way you feel right now in your heart, folks, that you want this, you need, this comes with a big warning, folks. This comes with a, a cigarette packet. This'll be, this is good for your health, right? But this is serious. This is serious stuff what we're about to ask for, the fear of the Lord. Because I'm telling you now, you're going to be a lot more on your knees. He's going to show you things that you're like, wow. He's probably going to show you things where you need to really work in your life. So it comes with a warning. It's easy to respond out of emotion this morning because you may have heard something. I hope I haven't just tried to G you up and that's why I wanted to stick with scripture. This is not a rah-rah moment. This is a moment. I I had three words the Lord gave me at the start of the year. Unity, covenant, remember the other one I should read a pace right I said Lord where does this land and he says covenant I need you to understand the covenant that I've put in place for you and honestly guys the fear of the Lord really releases what the covenant of God has done for us what covenant as solid as a ring on the finger right took his most precious precious thing from heaven So I'm going to ask you to stand. If you don't want it, that's fair. Stand. So you can close your eyes. I'm going to lead us in prayer. There's a, if you really want this, hands open. No one's looking at you. This is your time with the Lord. It's you and him. It's all that matters. Father, I thank you that you want to release the knowledge of who you are over our lives. Lord, we confess that we haven't sought this. Lord, I confess that I haven't sought this. I confess I need it. I need it, Lord. Because, Lord, I'm concerned in my own heart that I haven't seen what you went through Father in order to get me back in order to remove my sin from my life that you had to give up your son and it pleased God to crush Jesus Jesus that was my cross to bear that was my cross that I I should have been executed but you so love us and have compassion on us that you wanted to climb our crosses so that we wouldn't have to be executed we've been made alive to you Lord God I, I, I say that I've been living in a place that is fearing other things and not fearing you and not living in the awesome power and the awesome protection of you Lord I have not lived in awe of you I want to. God, my Father, I come to you through Jesus, our Savior. You have put in my heart a desire for the fear of the Lord. I am asking you from now on to lead me, to teach me, to impart to me this wonderful treasure of yours, the fear of the Lord. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.